Welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're going to be talking about Innocent, episode 8, which is the finale. Wow, a lot of dark shit happened. I can't actually remember whether I watched this episode and completely blocked it from my memory or whether I never watched this episode. So that's how I feel about it. Um, but I'm excited to discuss all the reveals we got and everything like that. I am not drinking any tea, but I did just make cookies, which I feel like are tangential to tea. Uh, <laughs> You're not going to give me that one? No, sorry. <laughs> Anybody drinking tea? No, not me. I had like four or five cups like two hours ago, but not right. me. <laughs> four or five cups? Yeah, like, you know, like this big. Not like, not like a giant mug. Like teacup. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> like a Turkish teacup. Bigger, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> More than that. Like a British teacup. Okay. Like a British teacup. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> that is so much tea. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's why we got our podcast, where we never drink tea, but... We like but tea. It's always powered by tea and some powered by the- tea. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, with that, now we're gonna move on into Sophia's summary of what the hell happened in this episode. I was <laughs> so confused for the first like half an hour. I had no idea what was happening. But also, Sultan of Success Nom is already just like darkness and despair. That's that's <laughs> what I'm nominating as the Sultan of Success. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The depressed and creepy mind of whoever made the story up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh no! Wait, give me a second. My cat got her tail full of like sauce from my dinner, so I have oh, to no. clean it so she doesn't get it all over my bed. <laughs> I'm currently holding up her tail like my- this. Oh my my God. Cat That's got so funny. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I hate to see it. I can honestly say I've never had that problem before. I've <laughs> never heard that sentence before. My no. cat cut her tail and my dinner sauce. <laughs> okay, well, now that the cat tail sauce emergency has been taken care of, <laughs> <laughs> slash not actually taken care of, just postponed, Sophia is going to take us through what happened in this episode. The episode starts with a typical theme song, except it's actually Yusuf in a car, so it's super meta. And then we have Jevdet and Nermin. They're like chilling in their kitchen, and then suddenly Yusuf shows up, and he's like, "This is the last time I'm here. Like, this is your opportunity to like turn yourself in the right way, whatever." Um, typical cop thing. And Jevdet's like whatever like what are you talking about not going to turn myself in and he's like yeah I know Tenet is alive and I know that like he your your son had a lover or no your sorry your son's wife had a lover (laughs) and like all this stuff and when Jeff did like heard someone arrive he sent Nedman back into the house and so she's just like angrily lurking behind the curtain being like shut up I hate you like whatever and then they like she comes out and she's she seems kind of scared she's like 
I'm going to lose my two children. And it's like the first time we see her like that vulnerable. And Jevdeh is like really shitty to her. If you ask, he's like, you stupid woman. Like, I don't even remember. Oh yeah. Cause they, they get into an argument because she had claimed to be at her sister's in Ankara, which we had discussed, I think in another episode, but no, she actually was not at her sister's in Ankara. She was helping Taner um, deal with his crazy schemes, I guess. And so like they get into this whole argument and Yusuf is like waiting in his car. And then he decides to, I think he decides to go back to the house again, right? That's what he he does. Yeah, he he goes and like points his gun. And then we, we go back to the boat. So it turns out that um, Salim's sister like did find Salim and he's like in hiding in the boat because um, what happened was that he, well, he, he hit his head against the wall, but he wasn't dead. So when he went, when, um, like, when Tanner was digging up the hole, he, like, left him unattended for what seems like 10 seconds, but I'm sure it was more. Um, and during that time, he escaped, and they had, like, this whole chase in the woods, and he, like, hit him in the head with a shovel, but then Salim hit him in the head with a rock, so he managed to escape. I, I know I'm jumping around the timeline a little bit, but it just makes more sense for me to like recap it this way. So he's on the on the boat with his sister and his sister brought him some sort of treat and he gives her his novel that he finally finished, which I'm just going to go ahead and say must be really bad. And he's like scared that Taner will find him because he has a feeling that Taner is like still after him. And his sister is kind of like asking him why he keeps hiding like he could he could just go and like live his life but he's like no I broke into her house um and I like copied her keys which his sister doesn't seem to bat an eyelash at which is surprising I guess she that's what made me think like are they in on it together like that's so weird yeah. <laughs> that was so agreed weird. anyway that was bizarre and of course he has candies everywhere he has like this candy bowl and like I think he even gives her some candies I can't remember um but he has his trademark candy lying around and for the first time we actually like before they show how he survived um almost getting killed and buried alive um which turns out he was never buried alive (laughs) for the first time it tells us that it was six months ago so now we know that the whole incident and everything that's been happening was six months ago. Then we see what happened the day after Taner went, went to bury him. He wakes up his dad, tells him what happened, um, like shows him that he like put the soil back together um, where he had like tried to bury this guy. And he's like really upset. He's like, dad, like I fucked up. Like, like um all this stuff and, and his dad for once like for once we see some closeness between them and, and he's comforting him telling him that if he hadn't done what he did then his brother would be in jail for killing his wife and all this stuff so uh he's like telling him that it's it's better and then we see Selim like going away in a bus with his head bandaged up and then we have Tariq we we see like what happened when Tariq called his brother um, with the whole wife thing, we see him kill Emil again, which I don't know why they showed again. 
Uh, but then we see the aftermath of what happened. He drives really upset and calls his dad. And his dad seems to be more understanding um, than he was with the whole Salim thing, or at least that's what I thought. And his dad says, you know, I'm going to get you out of the country. Like, let's get this dealt with. Let me just, um, like, just show me where she is and I'll deal with, with it. So he, like, stages the whole car accident. We don't get the details of what exactly he staged. Um, but he gives his, like, the back, a backpack to his son and, like, sends him out in the woods. And they have, like, a nice bonding moment. So, like, basically this episode is, like, all bonding moments between Jevdit and Taner, which we thought hated each other, sort of. But they don't hate each other as much as it seemed. So then uh, he goes back home. He, like, stays up all day, like, all night, sorry, until sunrise. And then calls the police and says, like, my, my son and my daughter-in-law were coming um, home from Istanbul and they, we, we have no clue where they are. They're not answering their phones and like basically like reports them missing or whatever. I don't even like reports an accident. Um, and so then he goes to tell like Nermin about everything. And then he kind of has these, these flashbacks to, um, when Yusuf first came into the house and like everything that's happened recently. And cause he's, he seems to be like really annoyed. I don't know if annoyed's the word, but like really upset that all of this has happened in his life. And then we go to Tanel and we see him again in front, uh, Selim on the boat. And Selim has some candies in his mouth, which I just think is very trademark Selim. He like can't even talk from all the candy in his mouth. I'm st- <laughs> and then Tanel is just like, fuck it and kills him. And then we go to Tariq, who's like, seems to be having psychotic episodes again. He is seeing, like, we see things for the first time from his, well, not for the first time, but from from his perspective. And we see like his, what's it called? Like commanding officer in front of him, giving him these orders that he needs to like infiltrate the enemy and shoot them uh, or like reveal, like, I don't know. He has to do some some mission with the enemy. And then um, it turns out the police have caught Jivdit and they're asking him, like, where are your sons? Like, what's going on? And he's like, he and Salahatin have, like, a bad relationship. Like, they don't get along well. And he tells Salahatin, like, you're only good for, like, in the subtitles, it said, like, picking Russian broads and beating them up or something. Picking up Russian broads and beating them up. And basically, he's Jevdet is, is telling Salhatin, like, you don't have any evidence on me and I don't know where my kids are. So, like, let, just let me go because you're not going to be able to achieve anything if you have me here. And Salahatin's like, really annoyed. But then let's, well, we see them arrive at home in, in a police car. It seems like somebody's watching from inside the house, but we don't know. Um, and then there's this weird, like, jellyfish image superimposed over Istanbul, which I don't understand. Um, and then Ruya is like shopping in the store. She uh, leaves her shopping bags like suspiciously unattended to go have some ice cream. Um, and then when she comes back, there's hooded Taner, um, like, come go away with me. I'm leaving the country forever. Like, just come with me. And she's kind of really nervous. And it seems like she was going to meet someone like probably she was going to meet her lover. And somebody's also watching them from a car. So Ruya is like really nervous, you can tell. And and then we go back to Jevdet and Nermin. They're back home. They after being released, and 
Jeff is just like really um, kind of out of it, kind of in shock, kind of like really sad and upset about everything. So he decides to take uh, Tadek's medicine. And then uh, we go to Yusuf and he's sleeping on the couch and he gets a phone call from Salahatin, who's like, we just heard from, from Ruya that Taner is in town and go right now to his parents' house to find him because he's probably there right now. So just go now um, and just take him out if you can. Like he basically commands him to kill uh, Taner, which Yusuf's like, that's a bit extreme. I don't really want to do that. And the boss is like, just do it, whatever. Um, do whatever you have to do. So Jevdit is super out of it because he took the medicine. Nedman is like talking, talking, talking to him. And he's just like not reacting because he's evidently um, catatonic from that medicine. And then Taner walks into the house and he's like, I'm going to leave forever. Dad, I just need your blessing to leave. And his dad like won't even budge because he's so out of it. Um, and then Tadic shows up and with his gun and he's like kind of talking nonsense I don't know yeah he's like um has this huge gun uh this rifle that and he basically like the only words that Jeff that can get out like since he's so out of it are like he says son when he sees Tadic and then Tadic just like shoots everyone literally and then goes outside like very in shock about what he just did and Yusuf just shows up right right then um and he's trying to convince him to put the gun down but he's um having some sort of like hallucination well psychotic uh episode with with ML so he's like not even looking at him he's like looking away and Yusuf's like look at me put the gun down and then he shoots himself in the jaw no, no, no. He, Yusuf shoots him in the in the shoulder to get him to drop the rifle. He doesn't. He doesn't to prevent him from shooting himself. Oh, in the, oh yeah. I closed my eyes because I didn't want to see any blood. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happens when I close my eyes. <laughs> Don't worry, Yusuf saved the day like he always does. Like the first time ever. <laughs> So Yusuf like walks in, he sees what had happened inside. He calls an ambulance, I'm guessing. And apparently, well, as you guys mentioned, now it makes sense why Tarek was able to survive. But Tarek is able to survive and Jevdet is able to survive, but Nermin and uh, Taner are gone, it seems. And then we go to uh, Yusuf driving his boss in the car. And he's like having a conversation with him all about you know how how Jeff that is doing and how like he he's been asking about Tarek a lot in the hospital and he hasn't been released yet um and Salahatin's like yeah well he'll see him when he gets out of the hospital whatever um and like from the things that Salahatin says which I think what he says is I don't remember what he says in the present day he in the past he has like a flashback about the Russian broads thing and about how he commanded him to kill Taner when he when he went back home. So he's just like connecting the dots. And it turns out that Selahatin is... Oh, also he's connecting the dots from when he interviewed Ruya. And he's like, why do you have all those bruises? And Ruya's like, like looks at Selahatin for like 
a fraction of a second. And so he's just connecting all these dots together. And it turns out that the place that he's dropping Salahatin off at is Ruya's house and that he's her lover. So yeah, he's the abusive dude who was beating her up and who she has this toxic relationship with. And then like it looks into the what's what's that thing called? The little thingy you look into to see who's at your door. Yeah. He like the show just fades to black from like zooming into the peephole of the house. And that's it. Yep. It's very dramatic ending that I'm not sure that that reveal deserved, but we can talk about that later. going to move straight into our gossip slash spilling the non-existent tea section to talk about all the crazy shit that happened in this episode where would you all like to start um i want i have a plot potential plot hole question why was jivzith like in the first definitely in the first episode maybe the first couple there were little breadcrumbs alluding to the fact that he was maybe having early onset dementia or he was forgetting things and then that completely went away. Was that just him like trying to throw Yusuf off the trail or was that a plot hole that they forgot about? I mean, it's possible it was a plot hole. I don't know. Like it was so subtle. Like I never really picked up on that. Okay. The fact that he was forgetting things. Um, but it certainly could have been just like, clearly he's in mental decline because of all of the horrific things that his family has put him through. So. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, I wanted to clarify something that you said, Sophia. So I think the reason that Jevdet was much lighter on Taner is this episode is because Taner lied and said that when he got there, ML was dead. Yeah. So Taner is now the... the um, Only uh, killed one person, yeah. according to him. Oh. Yeah, and also like he's the... Well, not only not only only killed one person. He like because he he told his dad that Satan had run away. Right? Oh right, so, so he didn't so kill he, anybody. He didn't kill anyone. So he's actually the one sacrificing his entire life for his brother. That's who right. he's become in his right. dad's mind. Right. The mechanics of the Salem running away thing. Did you guys understand what happened? I guess maybe I looked away or something. I don't know. I didn't get it. So at all. he he took he takes the body out of the car. And then goes yeah. back to digging a hole or goes to start digging a hole, I guess. And then, like, I think they just make the cut, like, the scene cut really quick. But it was probably, I don't know, it was probably, like, some a few minutes. And this guy's, like, then running away. And then he hides behind a tree oh. really stupidly. He's really visible. And so um, <laughs> Tanet has this giant shovel and he hits him with the shovel and the guy's on the ground and he's like pinning him down and then he sees a giant rock so he grabs the rock he hits them and hit, hits him in the head and then manages to run away while this guy's like hurt like um what's it called like cringing whinging in the ground on the ground okay 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 yeah i saw that but i thought that that was what happened after taner confronted Salim on the boat and then i didn't put it together after we saw Taner murder Salim that wasn't 
but yeah okay got it yeah but like I think it's it's quite like a a plot hole or an oversimplification that like they're not incapacitated by getting hit with a shovel to the head like I feel like that's pretty debilitating where whereas lightly touching a wall with your head is enough to like (laughs) I think you're dead or the floor but that was in the murder apartment so yes true yes our former sultan of fest which has since been rescinded (laughs) so rescinded it's it's just like very convenient things that happen for plot reasons like very conveniently he can still run after getting hit with a shovel to the head um well and he had a lot more fight in him after the car ride trunk ride than he did in the apartment itself yeah (laughs) like uh, god yeah yeah that that makes very little sense what was the point what was the point of killing him so he wouldn't talk i guess so he was maybe looking for him that whole time and he never intended to let him live i think so yeah okay that's probably why also we never got closure about whether that scene of him breaking into the sister's house is in the future or it was in the past or in the present but it would make sense i mean i think we need to just like rewatch that scene and look at the like the, the facial beard. hair if he has a mustache or a beard yeah <laughs> i think that was probably closured in that episode we just don't remember yeah true true yeah that that was that was kind of it was bizarre to me that he actually went and killed him because if he hadn't killed him uh he could have been like exempt in his head from the responsibility except like his death was the trigger for a man's death so probably he also feels really responsible for her death or guilt or i don't know whatever it is that he feels except by this point yeah it was confusing because like he killed ml to keep the secret of salim's murder but salim wasn't murdered so why did he have to kill him but he didn't oh he did know that salim yeah you're right because i that's true i think it was to protect Tarek, but it's still like a little iffy yeah it it just like all of it doesn't really make that much sense why do you think they left um jevdet and Tarek alive as opposed to Tanet and Nermin? Great question. They're the most innocent. I don't know. <laughs> Trying to tie this back to the name of the show. No, I mean, God, Tarek now is like, like, what is the point of him living? Like, I'm sure he'll want to die after yeah, learning seriously. what he did. I don't know, man. Also, like, I mean, they're kind of the, if, if this... they're kind of vic- they're both like uniquely victimized or like i don't know like jib that is a victim of his own children uber loyalty to protecting his family yeah they should have just gone to jail <laughs> and, uh i don't know and Tarek is just so sick <laughs> like to the yeah. point of like almost being a caricature of a person like he's so sick <laughs> but why do you think that taner lied about Tarek killing Amal just to like preserve his dad's good graces for him well and it's also the story that Tarek thinks happened so it's easier to keep up that than to tell the truth yeah right yeah. right and then wait wait so 
Tarek thinks that he killed Amel, and then yeah. Tarek thinks that Tanera died in a car accident with Amel. No, I don't think so. I, I think, um, because he thought Tanera was dead this whole time. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Maybe they just told him there was a like he would, maybe maybe it was like him trying to get rid of the body, and then he had a car. And then he died. Yeah, yeah. And he died. <laughs> That would make sense. Like he was, he was oh going God. to get rid of the body, and then he died. Wow, that's a lot of lies piled on top of each other. <laughs> uh, you know, your brother died. Like that's yeah. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> your brother died while trying to keep, take care of your wife's dead body, who you killed. Like I don't know, not, so, not like a Thanksgiving typical clear conscience. Yeah, innocent, innocent, so innocent. I was like trying to grasp what the whole like theme of the series is or like the reflection on Jivdit's life like how I don't know if it's like having kids will make you lose your honor or like it's <laughs> <laughs> a good it's a good tagline for this I think show. the what moral of the that? story is that everyone sucks and humans are terrible and maybe it's maybe it's uh original sin maybe it's biblical (laughs) yeah because like i'm kidding i just want the whole story of jim that is like he's so honorable and for 40 years he was like such a good police officer and like he sacrificed so much of himself and then his kids like in two seconds just fucked everything up in six months yeah they're not cops they're not what they're they don't they didn't give any grandchildren all that stuff that failures they're failures well and then more more failures for that than for being murderers both of them (laughs) i guess there was a lot of foreshadowing to that gun thing from that one episode where he's oh yeah the rifle is gonna show up somewhere yeah that made sense we have to talk about how fucking incompetent the police are why did yusuf and salahatin bring jevdet in just so that we could have the, another hint about the Russian prostitutes. I think it was to try to intimidate him and to show him that he's retired so he doesn't have any power anymore. Hmm. It did work on him like psychologically, right? Because yeah. he was completely broken after that yeah. episode. Yeah, I think Salahatin. I thought that he was trying to overdose, but. Yeah, that's what I thought he, he was. Do- also, also, do you think like that slowed down his heartbeat so like he wasn't bleeding as much? saved his life yeah is that how it works i don't know i'm just gonna i don't know we're not doctors don't try it at home (laughs) please do not try that (laughs) i was gonna say if we're going to say that i picked up i mean okay i predicted that he was the abuser right when he gave uh yusuf the kill order because i was like the fuck like that's so extreme um but I mean, before that moment, this episode slash this series, no idea. I didn't even think, like, the abuser would be a relevant thing to reveal. Um, So I was nuts. And now I totally, like, in the last episode of this podcast, I said I don't really understand how this particular cycle of abuse could work. But now I do. He's extremely powerful. She is basically a sex slave. There is no way out of that. Um, Yeah. Awful. Completely. Yeah. (laughs) I, yeah, I... I didn't get it until like right before they did the montage showing you that it was him. Like I, I was, I got it and I was like, Oh, I'm so smart. And then they did the montage and I was like, oh, okay, I'm <laughs> but 
I did when they showed the person watching her in the car and Taner was like, is he here? Is he here? Or are you meeting him? I did start thinking, oh, like it's going to be someone we know, like who could it possibly be? And I thought, oh, is it Jeff? Dad? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. That would be That'll really be so fucked dark. up. <laughs> Even darker. Um, but that did happen on uh, Scandal. If you guys really? watch that show. When did that wait? Remember Melly's um, father in law, the president's father? He like uh, raped yeah. Yeah. Yes. Really yes. Yeah. That was bad. That was awful. Oh, yeah. oh. Why did they have that plot line? That was horrible. That show was just like it was too much. It was the definition of extra. Like even (laughs) Carrie Washington's. They definitely ran out of things to do, and they had to get really crazy. Oh my god, it was so bad. Um, what was up with that jellyfish interlude? Great question. (laughs) That is one of my what the fucks (laughs) for sure. Me too. (laughs) Because jellyfish don't really have brains, and like. Does anyone on this show really have one either? Like, <laughs> that's, also, what it was. that's what it was. Definitely. The show like failed to give any closure on Feride and Elif. Like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. about them. <laughs> mm. There's the stars of some of my spinoff ideas in our history section. Yeah, it would have been nice to get another like Edith screaming and scolding her father. <laughs> Also, do you guys think that Yusuf was able to get away with all his stupid behavior because this mission was like a personal revenge mission for his boss? So his boss couldn't really tell anyone else about the stupid things that were going on. That's interesting. Yeah, probably. God, Sedak is such a sack of shit. God. Yeah, but so is Yusuf, and he came out smelling like fucking roses at the yeah. end of the series. So yeah, Yusuf, that's Yusuf is just like you know toxic male in the sense of like I mean your standard fare, but like Sedat is definitely next level, mm-hmm. like right, extremely right. next level. Yeah, they really gave Yusuf like a heroic turn. Like what do they call it in wrestling? Like a face turn, where they go from bad to good. They gave him that in this episode in terms of his police competency, and I don't feel like he deserved that. His eye bags were like even bigger in that last scene when he <laughs> realized what Sedatin was. <laughs> his eye bags were bigger, and his nose was pointier. Like I don't know if it was like <laughs> so some sort of Pinocchio thing, crazy, but yes. it got so pointy. <laughs> also, um, yeah, I really that was such a sad ending. Okay, sorry, go ahead. So no, I was gonna say, what do you think? That Devdet never got around to uh, getting Tanet out of the country. Yeah, you would think in six months he would have been able to swing it, but I guess for plot reasons, <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better answer, maybe it was like in the protector where they called that boat and then they like straight up hit it with like a Torpedo. bomb from an airplane. <laughs> that was so stressful. I hate, I hate like those kinds of waiting for waiting for deliverance. Like no. <laughs> can't deal with that yeah also talking about the six months like i don't know what they said in the first episodes but they made it seem like the accident had happened like years ago or maybe i just like thought that you thought that we were like i think you thought that yeah (laughs) i thought it was like a month ago given how fucked up the family was but yeah i guess six months is in between those two (laughs) years and one month (laughs) Yeah, because the wedding, then how long were they married for, Emel and Tariq? 
uh not long at all right didn't he start to have well no actually i don't know because they they only dated for like three months but we don't know how long they were married but not that long would be my guess um why was jevdet like oh if they find out about Tarek, then they'll find out about narman just that she's also mentally ill i thought it was like the the shovel thing no like or whatever the like hitting mm-hmm. um yusuf on the head in the woods no because this was when jevdet was telling taner to go hide in the woods oh like, really okay in the past timeline yeah you're, you're um, right because i also wrote it down like why would she be next i missed that then. probably more mass murders were committed she's a stone yeah. cold killer it was her rifle in the hallucination like True. a couple yeah. episodes ago right so yeah. she probably did that to her sister oh, God. there is no sister there's a sister there's no <laughs> why did they shoot Sedatin at any point I mean come on <laughs> did you guys feel like the Selahatin reveal was major enough to warrant it being like this dramatic thing at the end of the series kind of I mean I think it it's a very dark and uh pessimistic ending which is kind of in the show's thing um, and it's like, okay, you get to the bottom of, like, Yusuf has gotten to the bottom of the crime, kind of at the center of the show, and, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it didn't end well, obviously, no one really got justice from it, but, you know, whatever, he got to the bottom of it, and then as he's, like, wrapped that up, and it's like, Jade, that's on the up and up, and Tarek's gonna, I guess, live for better or for worse, then he has this epiphany, and like what is he gonna do like what is anybody gonna do about that nothing yeah so it's i don't know it was just like fuck (laughs) well he he could get him like fired or like on probation or something because he's like being wildly unethical yeah i don't know i think he i don't think he can do anything about it because he's already got like some shit on his record (laughs) that's not great so like if it's him versus his chief like i don't think that'll work out yeah I just felt like it was like I was curious to find out who it was, but it wasn't that it was kind of a tangential mm-hmm. plot line, you know, and it wasn't that important. So to end it with like the dramatic music and the reveal and everything, I was like, oh, I'm not sure. I think I would have bought it more if he had actually done something to some like murdered someone to keep it a secret or mm-hmm. I don't know, something instead of just like recommending that you kill people but i think it it also like ties everything together because there's no reason why it would be so important to find out the crimes of Tanet and Tarek. yeah like it's really yeah, inconsequential in the that's grand true. scheme of things and he started the whole investigation uh-huh. okay i buy that also i'm like very confused as to what's the deal with selim's sister like why she would well, first of all, of course, like Salim painted whatever picture for her because he actually says like, oh, yeah, you know how terrible he was to me or something when him getting knocked out was like something really stupid and like not Tanner's fault. <laughs> he did try to bury him. Yeah. In yeah. the forest. Also, is it like a superhuman rate of digging to get that deep of a hole while it was still dark? I didn't buy it. 
incredible digging abilities. <laughs> but that's part of his general like outdoorsman expertise. And still has that little belly after uh, after all the digging. I don't think he has the bod <laughs> for it. <laughs> Do you true. think the novel is the show? Oh my god, probably. <laughs> There was a guy on Survivor who was a grave digger and he was literally the most jacked person you've ever seen in your entire life. Of course, he probably did it with a tractor or whatever, but still, he was crazy strong. Great player. Love him. James, that's to you. That's so uh, reality show recruitable in terms of job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. what What do you guys think the novel was about? I think it was like a Victorian England drama romance. Featuring Emma. Yeah, featuring Emma. I think he's more of a sci-fi guy, personally. Ooh. I think it's fantasy where he has those hard candies and he makes the woman of his dreams fall in love with him by having a hard candy. <laughs> and is she a robot? Maybe. I, I just like, I think he, they butchered him. Or he's a wizard. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, I was Sophia. just going to say that I think they butchered his character. Like, if it had been, like, a normal dude that was nice to her and, like, was a respectable character <laughs> who wasn't eating candy all the time and, like, doing weird things, <laughs> I just think that there, like, needed to be more character development for him because... We don't understand why he like copied her keys, why he's eating candy. Mm-hmm. Like what's his deal? Why is he such a weirdo? Why is he a stalker? I think they literally couldn't bring themselves to have a character that was a normal human being with normal morals. Like they just couldn't do it. So they had to make him a stalker who was a wimp. Yeah, wimpy stalker. That's the that's what gets me is like like Jesus dude, like put up a fight like before i mean in the apartment and stuff what's wrong with there's you? no fighting the murder apartment That's- the murder apartment always gets its due yeah he just like was a weird character and i don't understand why he was eating all that candy when he got killed like what was the point of that just to make him more like <laughs> pitiful yeah Maybe the police will think that he choked on candy despite the gaping bullet wound in his The color of the blood was really bizarre. (laughs) I can't say that I noticed that. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) Same with um, what Taner's stomach looked like really weird colored blood. Oh, God. Like the bloody donut. iconic shouts to the bloody donut <laughs> listen to our protector podcast <laughs> or don't like that show's not that great <laughs> <laughs> oh no Eski. <laughs> you're not on the marketing team <laughs> hey i i am responsible for our number one performing ad our number one and only <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> Um, okay well anything else for this section folks no i'm eager to share my spinoff idea (laughs) oh oh yeah i have a huge question so okay come on how does (laughs) how does um jeb did hide the fact like how does he stage the whole car accident like how does he say that his son died when there was no like male corpse in the car the ocean 
Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot. Okay, that makes more sense. I mean, it does. It doesn't make any sense. There's like but... no break marks or skid marks or anything on the road, like leading up to it. Like, like any kind of forensic, anyone would be like, this car did not careen off the road. Yeah, it like rolled off at five miles an hour, so that's not exactly losing control. It's very confusing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And when she have, she would have like bruises on her neck. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. I guess they probably doctored the report or something. That's what that's all what I can assume. Um, but still pretty weak. <laughs> weak, weak fake crash game. Yeah. Yeah. Also, how did they find out about how Salim got into the apartment? Like how did he know that he did he say that when this guy like when he accidentally bumped into Taner? Was he like, Oh yeah, I copied the keys and I'm sorry, that's why I'm in here. I can't remember. So I think he had like that. Remember, he, we like got into a total like sobbing episode. I feel like, <laughs> like said all of that. Okay. His panic. Yeah, I don't remember him saying it, but I I wouldn't put it past him. And then my last comment that I'm very confused about is like, what do you think is the point of like his relationship with Nedman? Because like he's really shitty to her in my opinion and like they have kind of a shitty relationship but like what's the point of that dynamic in the grand scheme of things yeah Jeff and Nedman. to make us more depressed about the state of humanity I like I mean I, feel like, I don't know I, I feel like they're I don't know I don't know if it's because their relationship wasn't like good to begin with or like the way they I guess their or their vision of like raising the children was different so it developed over time but it feels like that's I mean it seems like that's kind of the explanation for mm-hmm. why this family is so awful it's horrible like there's I don't understand why they couldn't have a good like partners in crime relationship but I guess just everything has to be horrible because that's was, yeah. but I think so, it's, it's yeah. also like probably having like Tadic who's like having issues and they don't really know how to deal with them and then on the other hand, this other dude, Taned, who's like so different, who like accidentally killed an old man when he was like eight years old. Oh my god, I forgot about the child murder. <laughs> child murder. That makes it sound like they murdered a child. How could I fucking forget? Taner's totals up yeah. to three. But like I guess like part of their rift is because like their preferences for each of their kids and stuff. But I still think like their interactions are too aggressive and it's not like there's no justification for them to have like such a shitty interaction all the time agreed (laughs) it's not a healthy relationship that's for sure and even when she was like i was finally like writing down like oh narman's being nice to jeff debt what a change and then all she said was like here's all the fucking chores i want you to do like come on what an asshole she is no, but in the end, he's really shitty to her. Like, she's really concerned and, and upset. And he's just like, you're a stupid woman. Like, stop annoying me. But she is. <laughs> Not that he's innocent. He's horrible, too. But oy, oy, oy. everyone's horrible. That's what we've discovered here today. Um, all right, let's move on into the history section. Today, 
we are going to talk about spin-off ideas for all of these beloved characters that we have already talked about loving so much. So I can start with my first idea. Wait, can I go? Um, my, I have one idea that's short. Oh, yeah, go for okay. it. Okay, it's a reality show. Sedat okay. Finn is kidnapped to an island where every living and dead character pistol whips him because he's a, he's so <laughs> shitty. Um, I'm not sure that I would want to watch that show. Just knowing that it's happening would be good. (laughs) You could do like a naked and afraid uh, show with him on the island, but like he never gets rescued. Oh yeah, and he doesn't have a partner. Oh man, he looks. I don't even know what he. Yeah, he he doesn't seem like he would survive well in the wilderness without clothes. No, no. Such a no, large man. Too. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with that too. Okay. Cool. Okay. So I have names for some of these. I think you guys are going to hate them. So feel free to suggest new names. Um, so my first one is called Elif and the Enigma. <laughs> and it's a Disney Channel show about Elif, who is both a middle school student and a police detective solving crimes probably perpetrated by her father and his friends like enola holmes but like edith holmes Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah um okay so that one's a hit all the guilty all the guilty people are her dad and his friends yeah every episode (laughs) but it's like in a fun way not in like a depressing i hate humanity way Uh, because it's the big ask for like anyone associated with this show okay (laughs) okay then i want a dual bachelorette which i don't watch bachelor bachelorette so i don't know but maybe we could do two women at once bachelorette why not and i want to do fetty day and ruya because i feel like they have they deserve to have a bunch of men fighting over them they did do that for one season and then i think the men or the or the people of the world voted for which bachelorette they wanted to keep which i think is pretty crappy oh no oh. that's horrible Let's, we're not doing that in my show <laughs> wait you haven't said the names of any of your shows well the first one was ellie oh yeah Enigma. yeah I- and then because there's not a lot of e-words that translate to mystery <laughs> um, or detective. Elif the Inquirer. Oh, yeah. I like that. Um, and then the next one's just the Bachelorette. Like, you got to put it under the big name branding okay. so they get the right kind of people in there. Okay. Um, then I want to do a reality show, uh, not quite as violent as Eski's that's about that tourist boat just sailing around the Mediterranean I feel like they did this for like Australia or something like the yacht crew and the guests and the oh yeah it's called beyond deck or below deck or something oh below deck yeah yeah below deck yeah so I want to do like that and it's called <laughs> um madness in the Mediterranean or Ajita in the Aegean what one or the other what Ajita the Aegean. What's Ajita? What was that? Ajita, it's like uh I guess it's Yiddish. It's like um like 
anxiety, fighting, anxiousness, all that drama. Why is why wouldn't you just do like angst in the Aegean or something? Like why why? Well, even occur to me. <laughs> As he, it, Sammy just opened the thesaurus and looked up all the words. Serious. <laughs> like Twitter faded all over yeah, again. Literally. Watch it up. Yeah. <laughs> um hearts and heavy oh, no, no. <laughs> <Netflix. laughs> no. <laughs> um and then i have one more idea i don't have a name for it but do you guys remember how joan rivers used to have the show where she critiqued everybody's red carpet Fashion? outfits yeah yeah, yeah i want narman to do that yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's good <laughs> But she maybe she could do it at a supermarket since she seems to have a lot of feelings about <laughs> supermarkets. I've got I've got a name for that one. So Ooh. moda is like the Turkish slash many other languages word for fashion. So the moda menace, that's her. Oh, <laughs> the moda menace! I love it. And she could do street interviews where she like verbally shreds people for oh what they're gosh. wearing. And she'll like have a very alarming bullet wound the whole time <laughs> oh <laughs> god talk about shoes what are your ideas okay so i have one that would be like a a, a show about um jeff did's like glory years in the police and would like build up Ooh. his rivalry with Salahatin and why Salahatin hated him so much. Oh, I like that. Like the show them as partners and then like they're falling out and everything. Well, yeah, just like Salahatin always feels like under his shadow and um like Jeb Dead is obviously like a better person and a better police officer and like more courageous and whatever. Um I like it. Also you could this is like kind of unrelated but um i don't know if they have this in turkey but it would be funny that that place where she gets the ice cream it reminded me of those like really touristy ice cream thingies in turkey where mm -hmm. the guy just like teases you like pretending that they're gonna give you the ice cream um and then they <laughs> don't apparently my brother got that ice cream in japan and they also have the same like show and everything and he like loved oh, really? getting the, the turkish ice cream um but then i told him <laughs> that real turkish ice cream you have to eat with a fork and knife or like the best i guess turkish ice cream not real um anyway i think it would be funny to do like a hidden camera show on people's reactions when they don't get the ice cream <laughs> um i like that And then also like something to do with like uh, pickpockets running around stealing people's shopping bags that they left on benches. <laughs> oh my god, that made me so stressed. I was just thinking that they were gonna steal her. I don't know. I don't know what what it was. Well, what's the point of that? Those bags couldn't have weighed more than like an ounce. Like I don't understand. And, and why would she like? I mean, she was cl she clearly had a lot of agita about leaving them there. So like <laughs> she did. She good use of the word no, I think I think she was paranoid about the bags but also because this dude like her dude was somewhere like she knew that he was around but she didn't know like where and I guess she's kind of scared of him like from what we see when she kind of. walks into the house when he walks into her house 
she's terrified and he like grabs her by the mouth yeah she's terrified this is not like she's not she doesn't love him at mm-hmm. all like it's completely yeah which makes so much more sense like as we were talking about last episode it makes so much more sense that she's like legitimately trapped in this relationship because of his power and that she's completely frightened of him but can't do anything about it rather than she's choosing to have this extramarital affair where the guy beats her yeah well also like what what does what does he have on her because like i don't understand how the relationship started and how like he was able to maintain it before he was a powerful police chief I mean, it could be anything. It could be like some minor offense she committed as a teenager or like something in her family. Mm-hmm. Like it could be literally anything that he could hold over her head. And then now she like, I mean, he knows everything about her. And there's like nowhere she could escape. Like, I think if, I mean, I, I, I would bet that if, if this whole investigation had worked out, like he would have found another way to kill Tanesh because like mm-hmm. he couldn't stand it. He mm-hmm. couldn't stand her not being 100% owned by him. Mm-hmm. Although, like, I under I completely understand that she was too scared to do this, but like Taner did offer, like, let's just leave the country and go somewhere and start our lives over again, right? That but she worked. knew she knew that this guy that Salahatin was watching her, or I think so because she was super super tense, and yeah, she's like looking everywhere, yeah. and it's I don't know if this is what the show tried to do, like. It try like the perception you get is that she's worried about the shopping bags, but I think she's probably also worried about this guy. She, like she's nervous that this guy is going to show up. That makes a lot more sense than worrying about her <laughs> shopping bags that she left on the bench stupidly. Yeah, I don't know. Like, why did why did this dude know that um, Taned was alive? Like, did she tell him? Because she had she seen him. She no, didn't know that didn't he know. was alive. Only from he, I mean, Sidatin saw from the from the car that he was watching them from. He didn't like. She, he didn't know she saw. Mm. Well, yeah, but then why did Salahatin have him investigate Taner's family if he thought Taner was dead? I think maybe from Ruya, he knew that it was weird, that a lot of weird shit was going on, and also that it was weird for Taner and ML to be in the car together. Mm-hmm. Mm. and like his I mean he seems to like really hate Jiv that's like they don't have a good mm-hmm. I mean he could have just been doing it to torture Jiv death more and then like mm-hmm. oh conveniently right yeah true any other spin-offs mm. I guess it, there could be a workplace comedy with the stupid musicals um, about Salim's fantasies and his inner <laughs> life <laughs> Like a Glee style workplace comedy. It would have to be ridiculous. Or slightly less creepy than Glee. Oh my god, Glee is so bad in <laughs> retrospect. Less cursed than Glee, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like that. And also, you could do like a whole season that was like the retreat that everyone is at. <laughs> oh my god, I'm like sure Love Island. Shit went down. <laughs> yeah, Love Island. <laughs> <Work resort. laughs> Oh gosh. Yeah, and, and my other one would be just like a a friend comedy based around Ruya and Emel cuz I like their dynamic. And I feel like we need more like Ruya backs not well yeah, Ruya and Emel backstory would be cool. What about like a a female friendship 
slash Kill Bill kind of show where the two women gang up and kill all the problematic men in their lives and then live happily ever after. So they kill everyone? (laughs) (laughs) Well, definitely all the main characters in our show. Okay. That's like kind of like my my reality show. I mean, I, I didn't specify who was doing the pistol whipping, so <laughs> you just wanted everyone to. <laughs> it's the cameramen. Yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, with that, let's move on <laughs> into our WTF and Sultan of Success section. We're also going to discuss the next show that we're going to watch. Um, so first, what the fucks? Uh, we talked about the jellyfish interlude. I'm still very confused what the metaphor was there. I think jellyfish are really cool, but I'm not really sure what it was doing, especially since the ocean hasn't played a major part since the first episode where they all went swimming and then they kind of forgot that they were seaside. Um, Is there a jellyfish in the opening uh, credits? There might be. In, like, Because we always skip the intro when we're watching. I always I think, skip it too. <laughs> I think there was one. I think there is one. I, but I, don't, I still don't okay. know what the symbolism is. Hmm. I don't know. What the fuck recommending... Uh, police murder Yusuf to murder Taner but that does make sense in retrospect what the fuck Yusuf being the police forces best and brightest that's really a depressing fact Um, and then as we've discussed what the fuck leaving your bags on a bench when you they literally don't weigh anything and you're just going to get ice cream just take them with you if you're that concerned I don't get it she wanted to save her seat in the bench. On the bench. I guess so. Because some creepy dude in a hoodie sat down next to her bags. So <laughs> that bench is really high in demand. Uh, what are your guys's? What the fucks? Um, I think just like Nadman being nice. She wasn't that nice. <laughs> Pretty nice. I mean, she was all like you're the you're the rock of the household or whatever the breadwinner uh-huh. it said bread okay <laughs> it was it weird. said breadwinner in the subtitles which was weird definitely yeah. weird since they're retired yeah i don't know i was like oh i need the i need the really mean hot takes what is this in her last <laughs> moments what a shame <laughs> You'll get them in her red carpet show. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like red carpet slash Billy on the street combo. Yeah. 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 If there's an award show, she'll be there, but she's also fine right. on the street. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't have any others because the jelly was not one I had. I wish I had it. So that was a very good <laughs> Yeah, the jellyfish was too much. Um, My what the fucks, I guess the whole car accident being so not explained and not logical also Sarahatin like concocting this like evil plan just to get personal revenge like I feel it would have just been easier for him to kill Taner 
if he was so upset about Tener. Like, no, or to tell Ria she wasn't allowed to marry him, right? I mean, he could have just done that. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's weird because, like, of course, like, he has a psychological hold on her, but like, she could just not go. Like, what would happen if she doesn't go? Like, Tanet would defend her if this guy came to her house. I don't know. I, I think he just has something on her that wasn't explained. Yeah. Like, I, there, she has like some, some kind of like, uh, legal reason to be afraid and he has all this power mm-hmm. slash like i said he's got like unlimited resources and knows where she lives so i think like that's yeah he her. could find her yeah. like just track her cell phone right yeah, exactly. so. mm-hmm. yeah but like what do the other police officers think that yusuf is up to when he's just like going to his hometown all the time <laughs> and like getting lost they're just like thank god yusuf is not in the <laughs> office anymore that guy has anger issues <laughs> I don't care what he's working on. Just get him out of here. <laughs> okay, the candies are too were too much for me. Like, why did this guy have to be choking the on candy when he got killed? That was unnecessary. <laughs> I don't know that, that that's accurate what you're saying, but I he, like he tried that that's to say happened. something and he had a ton of candies in his mouth, so he couldn't. Like when he was like, "Don't kill me," because he had all the candy in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm very bad at impressions but like that's what i saw <laughs> don't kill me <laughs> it just made him all the more ridiculous don't kill me the same story <laughs> um Oh. Um, maybe he's writing like the next Willy Wonka story or something. Oh my! Because <laughs> that story is pretty creepy too. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. It's fantasy at least. Okay, my other what the fuck is how do none of these people have concussions when there were so many hits to the head? Mm-hmm. Like they should at least have like That's some. Mem- this guy, like honestly, like if. Selim had had memory loss from hitting his head on the wall like everything would have been fixed yeah true if he'd just woken up and been like I don't remember anything but I'm gonna go work on a yacht now (laughs) (laughs) um also like what the fuck is there no one else on the yacht like does nobody hear the shots birthday party's over there's no captain Stadium is everything on staff. He's the chef. Stadium is the captain, man. El Capitan. Also, WTF Salim's sister for not realizing that she's being followed by like Mm -hmm. a burly. Yeah, because it's a very deserted place that she's going to. Yeah, for sure. And like also, WTF, how do they communicate? Like if everything's so secretive, how do they get in touch? Mm-hmm. Uh, candy signals also WTF it's been six months since ML died and they still have the Istanbul apartment that's a great point who's paying for that how long was that lease and why would you not be able to get out of it if she died well and, and he has no income we have no we never found out how these people made money yeah none of them make any money they have full-time jobs as criminals <laughs> and cover-ups, cover-up doers. 
Yeah. And do I have, no, I think that's the extent of my W. Well, also, why does Yusuf have to sleep on the couch in his own house? <laughs> like, I imagine. Just so Peter is sleeping in the master bedroom. Yeah, I think I think that that was meant to show us that Faraday and Elif are still there, but they didn't actually want to spend the time introducing us to them again. But I really liked the blanket he was lying under. It was pretty blanket. I liked his bod in that tank top. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, and also my, my last what the fuck is just about oh. my own personal perception. How, like, Salahatin is supposed to look older than Yusuf. But, like, to me, like, Salahatin and Yusuf look the same age. And then Taner looks older. I just can't get over, I think Taner looks really old. But he's bald and has that belly. <laughs> I definitely think that, I disagree. I think that Salahatin and Jevdet seem like the same age to me. No. But, I mean, he's got, like, a gray beard. I don't know. We can look. I'm gonna look up all the actors' ages. Hold on. Okay. But Jeff right, is so kind of condescending office. to to Salahatin. Does that make him look older? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Jeff Death, the actor, is 66 years old. Okay. I'm looking up uh, Salahatin. He is 50. Oh my goodness. I knew he wasn't that old. Yeah, yeah he I doesn't he look wasn't old. that old, actually. And then You're right, uh, Yusuf is 45, and I know uh, Tanar's younger. Tanar's 43, yeah. Wow. Tanar, incredible actor. Yeah. <laughs> so much older than that. All right, well, Sophia, you were correct. But that makes your, your spinoff show even better, actually, because it's going to be like Jeff Dett is like the training officer and Salahattin is like his young rookie yeah. partner. And he always feels like a reverse training day situation. He feels less than yeah. and that's why he hates him too. Yep. Yep. He can't live up to his heroic officer. <laughs> yes, so heroic. No, but he was heroic when he was remember that story about him like getting shot however many times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. It's just his family that let him down. And then, of course, he started covering up murders. Which The moral of the stories, don't have children. I reiterate. Yeah. And get divorced if you're married to an Nutterman. <laughs> um, should we talk about who our Sultan of Success is? I think it has to be Selahattin. Really? He I can't, I can't, got I'm, everything he wanted. I won't vote for him. There's no way I can't endorse something like he's that. He's still got Ruya. He's gotten rid of Taner. He's ruined Jevdet's life. No, I can't. I would say no. Yusuf. <laughs> Yusuf, yeah, he really got a big showing in the last episode for sure. Well, he got super redeemed because he was going to go and put these like, I mean, Obviously, people who had done really bad things, but like who didn't have bad intentions, I guess, or I don't even know. I mean, they probably at the end, obviously, Tanel had bad intentions, I think. But like people who, and this is going to be controversial, but I think the show framed it like 
they're good people, but like shitty things happened to them that made everything go to hell. And like he seems to genuinely care about them. So it seems like he also got it what he wanted. And Feride and um, Elif are still living with him. Yeah, true. He got them to break up with Tunch, even though he's just as bad. <laughs> but they came back to him somehow. Yeah, except he doesn't cheat. Right. Okay, if you guys want to go Yusuf, I can, I can live with that. Although I think we all know who the real Sultan of Success is. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Just the look nope. on her face. We don't stand for that. I know. I know. Um, all right. Well, congratulations to Yusuf for a well-deserved win, showing his heroic chops and saving Jevdet's life for whatever that's worth and getting his family back. So yay for him. Hopefully his eye bags disappear and his nose becomes less pointy (laughs) as his worries lift. So for our next show, uh, we are still waiting for Love 101 season two to come out. So in the meantime, we're going to do Fatma, which I have already watched the first episode and I can tell you guys that it is amazing i'm so excited to talk about it so i hope you guys will join us for that and if you're not interested in that we also have our archive where we've done the protector and also love 101 so check those out and thank you guys so much for listening we'll see you guys next time with fatma episode one